take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. We are well into season two of the Grace Space and our series on living with grace and ease. We've been looking at what it takes to live a life of grace and ease, and what does that mean exactly? Well, among other things, it means no longer waking up in the morning heavy with a sense of depression, exhaustion, or dread. It means going about your day in a relaxed and serene way because your nervous system is no longer constantly in a stress response. It means knowing how to process emotional energy so that you're no longer crippled by overwhelm and the emotions of your past. It means that on a deeper level, you have a sense of trust in the rightness of things as they are right now, even when circumstances are not always what you would prefer. Living with grace and ease means having a connection with your essential nature as a spiritual being first, and no longer being wholly identified with the personal self and run by the ego. If you truly want to live a life of more grace and ease, one of the most important skills you will ever learn is how to let go. That's going to be the focus of today's episode. Now here's some good news. What used to take many years of spiritual work does not seem to take as long anymore. The conditions are ripe for quantum leaps in growth now. Up until 2012, although things were changing, there was still a sense of preparing for something that was coming. I remember that I personally experienced that feeling as sitting on my surfboard, waiting for the energy of a big wave to gather that I couldn't see yet. By the way, I've never surfed a day in my life, but for some reason, I had the distinct sense of sitting on a surfboard, bobbing on the surface of the water and feeling a gathering of energy out there in the ocean somewhere. I couldn't see the wave coming yet, but I could feel it. There was a sense that something was coming, something big, and I remember describing that feeling to several friends. I had no idea of the changes that were to come in my own life, much less the changes on the planetary level, which we're witnessing now and which are just beginning. Oh, it's going to be a wild ride for the next few years, so hang on to your hat. You may be experiencing these changes as a feeling of internal pressure and external acceleration right? You can feel that like time is speeding up. Or maybe it's just that so many changes seem to be coming at us more quickly. The energy has shifted now. And we're being asked to metabolize a lot more high frequency cosmic energy through our nervous systems than ever before. 
Now, this can cause you to feel overwhelmed, depleted, and exhausted, particularly if there's a lot of unprocessed emotion from the past within you. We're all being upgraded. Gaia, the spirit of the earth, is in her own ascension process, and we who live upon her have no choice but to go along with her. So it's very helpful to ground yourself with earth energy these days because it'll help you absorb the cosmic energies that we're being bombarded with. And the good news is that all of this higher, finer spiritual energy that's raining down on us now, while it feels disruptive and accounts for a lot of the uncertainty of life for the last two years and the discomfort that we're all feeling, the gift that it brings is greater access to a higher dimension of you. If you don't get caught up in the fear, which is so prevalent, and dragged down into negativity. So it's only as hard as we make it. What's the best way to transcend fear and negativity? Learn to let go. Learn to surrender all resistance. Recently, I was at a retreat at the spiritual ashram where I regularly spend time as a student, as a mentor and teacher and translator. And one of the participants in our, in our retreat fell into the river. So this was recent in January. And the mountain river, our, our ashram is in the Alps, was a raging torrent. Out walking one day, Vimple, that's her name, who's a medical doctor in London, fell into the icy river. Ironically, she had a fear of cold water, which I had learned a couple of days before when we shared a table at dinner. Well, once in the water, she was dragged along for about 15 or 20 minutes, batted about like a pinball, and repeatedly struck her head and spine against the rocks. Over and over again, she tried to catch hold of something to stop herself, but to no avail. At some point, she was pulled under, and that's when she believed this could be it, that she was facing her death. She later told me that she felt a total sense of calm and no need to breathe when she was being tumbled underwater. She just plugged her nose, and she simply let go. And at that moment, a voice within her told her suddenly, very clearly, get yourself out now. And she bobbed up to the surface where she caught sight of a tree branch, which she managed to grasp and lift herself out of the raging waters. Once on the banks, she took out her phone, which amazingly worked, despite having been in the water all that while. And through a series of synchronicities involving connections between people on Instagram, she was able to get a message to one of our group. Eventually, she was airlifted out by a helicopter. And I want to reassure you that she's fine, though she was, of course, a bit banged up. Although the doctors who treated her were astonished that she escaped without any major injuries. Spiritually speaking, one could say that she came to the retreat for that purpose. To face death, to let go, and to discover she was not alone. Nor was she afraid. The times we're living through are asking all of us to do that, to face our biggest fears and to let go so that we can be carried to our destination and to know that we're always surrounded by invisible love and support and there's no need to be afraid. 
Maybe you feel a bit like Vimple did right now, caught in the rapids and barely keeping your head above water. If you do, the key to your survival is to learn how to let go. Not only will you survive, you will thrive. I keep thinking back to the calm that Vimple described as she was being taken along by the river. She said she had no fear and didn't even feel the cold, that she was accompanied by a presence, and that she knew she was not alone. Though the situation was perilous and even life-threatening, or perhaps because of that, she was able to let go. And it was in the letting go that she was able to seize, literally, the opportunity that got her out of the river. Now she's on a new path in life, and she considers her trip down the river a moment of profound awakening. What is it to let go? Well, it's to surrender all resistance to what is at this moment, whether it's an emotion that's coming up for you that you don't want to feel, or a situation in your life that you wish were different, or even the weather. We love to resist the weather. At the deepest level, to let go is to surrender the illusion of control. The idea that we're controlling anything at all is, in fact, an illusion. And right now, just feel into yourself and see if you detect resistance to this idea. We want to believe that we are the doer of things in our life. Though we cannot see it from the ordinary level of perception, everything is happening automatically expressing its own nature and potential as it unfolds within the field of infinite intelligence. It is not us, but the presence of divinity that takes care of all things. That's what is meant by God sees the fall of every sparrow. The divine keeps the universe in a state of perfect balance, maintains the planets in their orbits, births an infinite number of galaxies. It causes spring to come every year, the young shoots to poke their heads above the ground to grow towards the sun. We see its endless play in the astonishing array of different species, each a totally unique expression of creativity. There are strange and mysterious creatures in the blackest depths of the ocean whose beauty is seldom even glimpsed by humans. This infinite power created us creators in its own image, and it beats your very own heart. So do you think you could let go and trust that same power to organize your day? In fact, it is the only power that can do so. But the ego doesn't want you to do that. On the contrary, it stays alive through separation and your identification with it. Your identification with a separate self who's alone in a hostile universe and preferably in conflict with others. It wants you to think that you are in charge that you have to be manager of the universe, and that if you don't control everything within your sphere, life will fall apart or implode. When we don't yet understand how distorted and faulty our perception really is, 
and how limited our view of life is, then we cannot see how truly absurd it is to believe that we can do better than the infinite power of God at organizing our lives. If you're being honest, the idea of letting your day be managed, not by your calendar, not by someone else's schedule, the idea of letting yourself be carried by the flow of life and following your guidance no matter what, well, it seems a little crazy, doesn't it? It's a little out of touch, right? You might hear yourself say, oh, well, that's all very well for someone who doesn't have my responsibilities or for someone who's independently wealthy or for someone who's more creative than me or for someone who doesn't have kids, for example. Or you might think, why would the universe care about the little details of my life? Doesn't it have bigger things to do? Or you might think, are you kidding me? Look at the state of the world right now. It's total chaos. There's clearly no order out there, and we have to figure this out. Otherwise, the economy, the politicians, the virus, the housing market, the injustices, and so on. We can't afford to be passive at a time like this, a voice may say to you. If we just let go, won't the forces of evil take over, whatever you believe those forces to be? From within a certain paradigm, the idea of surrender seems like weakness or passivity or foolishness. From another, it's quite obvious that surrender is the only true strength. When we talk about surrender or letting go, we're really talking about an inward stance of non-resistance to the way that any given moment is showing up. It's deeply accepting and trusting that however it is showing up, it is right. But we have a deeply ingrained resistance to the present moment, and we often make it wrong. We say, this can't be happening. I don't want this. This isn't right. Things shouldn't be this way. We say no. Last week, a family that we're very close to lost their 22-year-old daughter in a car accident. And the surrounding circumstances were deeply upsetting. The heartbreak and the devastation they are navigating are beyond understanding. And the only thing we can do is pray for them. And in fact, that is a key to surrender. We must realize that however the present moment shows up, whether it seems ordinary or extraordinary, welcome or unwelcome, it is always beyond our understanding. We cannot understand the infinite number of factors at play in any moment. The complexity of the universe is literally incomprehensible to our mind. And we talked about this in our episode on radical responsibility and the futility of blame. Therefore, to resist what is, is a form of insanity. It already is. So what good does it do to deny it, to wish it were different? Our resistance to what is causes suffering, and it prevents us from benefiting from the opportunity that any situation presents to us because the truth is there is always a spiritual opportunity in any situation or circumstance. Although we may not see it now, 
although we may have to go digging to uncover it. And although we will be required to give up our illusions along the way, particularly when the situation we face is extremely challenging or tragic. What I'm attempting to demonstrate here is just how much unconscious resistance to the flow of life is present in us all the time. And that resistance or negativity is not part of our true nature, but rather part of the mechanism of the ego. And the mechanism of the ego is not personal. The ego seeks to control all the parameters of life that might threaten its positionalities and beliefs. It does not want to let go. To the ego, letting go equals death. And that is true. Letting go is death to the ego. It is the undoing of it, sooner or later. Anytime you feel a resistance to just, like, for example, dropping an argument... Anytime you feel like you have something to prove, something to defend, or something to lose, that is the ego in you. It is not you, not your true nature, but when you're identified with it, it takes you over like a possessing entity, and you think it's you. You believe you are this false self, this personality, and identification with this false self is very stressful. You probably know that stress kills. Medical research estimates that as much as 90% of illness and disease is stress-related. This is what it costs us to be identified with the false self and unaware of our essence. Stress, which we may experience as overwhelm and burnout, is not actually due to external circumstances, even though it may seem that way. Though we may associate our stress with factors like work, relationships or health issues, the truth is that the source of all stress is internal. It's caused by the accumulated pressure of repressed emotions triggered by external events or situations. And it is our resistance to feeling these pent-up emotions that causes us to run away through a variety of coping mechanisms. Traditionally, we've tried to manage our stress or escape our painful feelings by acting upon the outside world through control or manipulation. We try to rearrange our reality, right? We think the problem is out there. So we change our job, relationship, location, religion, clothes, hairstyle, diet. But our same problems reappear just in a new disguise with new scenery. We also typically avoid feeling with destructive coping mechanisms like addictive behaviors involving food, um, alcohol, drugs, legal or illegal, what's the difference, overwork, perfectionism, driving yourself to the brink, relationship drama and crises, sex and screen, TV binges, mindless scrolling, hours of computer games. I tell you, it's easier than it's ever been to escape your feelings by going down an internet rabbit hole. Now, obviously, none of these coping mechanisms are effective or sustainable in the long term. And without an understanding of the emotional basis for stress, we are stuck in stress management which is the equivalent of treating symptoms for a disease without ever addressing its root cause. But it certainly isn't surprising 
that we should seek to avoid emotional pain any way we can. After all, did anyone ever teach us how to process our emotions when we were little? Did any of us receive an education in the laws of consciousness when we were growing up? No, we didn't. So let's let go of any guilt we might have harbored for going about things the wrong way when the truth is all of us are intrinsically innocent. It's time to let go of the band-aids we've always used that perpetuate suffering and increase the pressure we're already under. Now, part of the challenge here is that the state of pain and suffering is so normal and widespread that it's regarded as just part of the human condition when really it's a reflection of our collective ignorance of how to actually process emotional energy. And this is what letting go is, the dissolution of the past in you. As a conscious practice, it's the simplest of tools that when applied across the board to every situation can free you from bondage. It is simply the surrendering of any and all resistances as they come up. So resistance is always some form of negativity, whether it's complaining, blaming, denying what is, or the unwillingness to feel your own feelings. You let it go by simply holding space for whatever is coming up in you without trying to change it, analyze it, understand it, or judge it, and experiencing it purely as energy rather than going into a story about it. That's it. Letting go is a major cornerstone of what I call the path of grace, and it's the essence of all the courses that I teach. And it's so much simpler than we realize. So simple, it's easy to completely overlook or to question. Like, does this really work? <laughs> but it does work. And it doesn't need to be acquired because it's already within you and it just needs to be reawakened as a skill. It is possible through the practice of continually surrendering all resistance to dissolve the root causes of stress and burnout and to rewire your brain and body so that you naturally experience higher levels of success, fulfillment, confidence, prosperity, and inner peace. That is what it is to live with grace and ease. And it's not about accumulating more information or adding more stuff to your life. Rather, it's a process of incorporating the simplest practice there is that is letting go into your day such that it becomes your new way of being in the world. When you practice continual surrender to what is, you can transcend your problems, achieve great clarity, and manifest your destiny, that is, express your highest potential, rather than living your life by default. It is the end of self-created suffering. Remember, if you're feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and burned out on life, you don't have to live that way, and you were not meant to. I hope you'll join me each week because our focus this season is going to be on helping you to shift your perspective on what stress really is and how to let go, release negativity, and trust so that you make the daily experience of stress, which has muted your sense of aliveness up until now, a thing of the past. If you're intrigued by this conversation and would like to go deeper and work with me personally, please check out the links in the episode info.
Everything's there, and I hope you'll reach out to me if you feel called to do so. You can make the changes you want to make in your life. You just need some guidance and some structure. I believe in you. I'll see you next week. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.